In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning. It is wonderful to be back with all of you. And Austin, it's wonderful to have you back with us. Welcome back. And Jason, thank you for answering the early morning call. Um, Gene Galvin, our tenor, our singer for today, was sick. So we had a lot of changes happening. Um, and it's always a pleasure to have you singing with us. Um, being back here, whenever I go somewhere, I realize just how much I miss this place, how much I miss all of you. And getting, I don't know if this has happened to you before, you go to a place and you see home a new way, you get a new perspective on the place where you're grounded. That really happened for me. Um, You may have seen in the Grace Vine, I went to St. James Church, which is a summer church of the Diocese of Maine. And it's a church that a few of our members here at Grace belong to, and they only operated in the summer. Imagine that. Folks who come from different parts of the country. But this, for them, is a core spiritual experience where generations have gathered. And I felt lucky enough just to be invited to go. I learned a lot when I was there, not only about their church, but about the overall community and how beautiful it was. Like Grace, it's very beautiful, but it's on the water. And I learned especially about Winslow Homer. How many of you are familiar with Winslow Homer? Okay, I was a little bit familiar with him. You know, studying him in school, I thought mostly about his naturalism, right? The way he painted the water and sort of landscapes and fox hunts and things like this. I did not know about his background, the son of abolitionists. And I did not know that he painted unique paintings of folks who, from his travels during the Civil War down to Virginia and during Reconstruction, were people who had not been given the same kind of loving eye by other artists. And in a way, Winslow Homer was pathbreaking because he gave and sort of imbued dignity to a people of color for the first time as an American artist. This was new. And there's this one painting that I got to look at uh, at the Portland Museum uh, of Art, and it was called Near Andersonville. And Near Andersonville was a really special piece. If you can imagine a house in a doorway And off to the side, you have a sort of symbol or an icon of conflict. Confederate soldiers marching Union soldiers off to a prison, Andersonville. That's off to the side. But in the middle is this um, beautiful black woman who uh, is at this door. And behind her, it's quite dark. And the same kind of beauty and realism that... Winslow Homer had given other characters he gave to her, standing on this precipice. And for me, at least, it spoke to this idea that not only are we all made in God's image, but to see with the eyes of our heart, right, a great spiritual practice is what it maybe means when we hear in Matthew's gospel, what we bind on earth gets bound in heaven, but what we loose or free or liberate on earth 
is what gets freed or liberated in heaven. Imagine in 1867, someone with eyes of the heart that were that strong and that beautiful that they could portray a scene like this in the midst of the wake of a great war. A true gift. Matthew's gospel, for me, says two things. One is to be grateful about what we loose on earth. Uh, In thinking about Austin, this was the first uh, verse I had to translate in Greek, was binding and loosing. And I learned back then that loosing is not just what we do with each other, it comes right from here, what we loose or free in our heart can even be loosed beyond the veil. In other words, forgiveness. This idea that forgiveness doesn't just happen here, but we can forgive people who have died and who are beyond the veil and we're still struggling with. Has this ever happened to you? Someone who's died you're still struggling with or there's unresolved business? What we bind on earth can be bound in heaven, but what we loose on earth can be loosed in heaven. I think this is a great spiritual practice, to practice as Winslow Homer did, seeing with the eyes of our heart and holding up or beholding those things or those relationships that we need to loose or change or let go of. What we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And the second one is about gratitude. This idea that what we loose on earth is preceded by what we're grateful for and what we're in love with. What we love here is what is loved in heaven. And this idea that the kingdom is so, so close at hand is one of those ideas we see in the Brothers Karamazov. How many of you have read this novel or remember it a little bit? There's a great monk who has this scene with Alexei right, who is a character, and they live in the same small town. And for Alexei, he's focused on just the bad and the negative, the things that are sort of bound in his heart and bound on earth, right? He had seen war, he'd seen famine, and Alexei was in this worldview of great doom right here. And the monk, uh, or the orthodox priest, said to him, I see things the exact opposite of you. There's so much good to start with. There's so much good to pray about. And if we just prayed about those things, he says to Alexei, then we would realize that the kingdom is close and close at hand. I realized through uh, this scene in the novel and through Winslow Homer, but also coming back to a place, right? Coming back home here, that the things we may be preoccupied with as we're starting school, or if we're just beginning retirement, or if we're struggling with family members or friends. We have each other. And in Matthew's Gospel, it says, wherever two or three are gathered, this is the community of elders, of people, who can help us with these practices, gratitude, and loosing the things we need to loose, the forgiving work. I love that line, wherever two or three are gathered together in his name, I will be in the midst of them. The context of this passage is conflict, just like in Winslow Homer's painting, 
We can't avoid conflict. It's a part of life. But what we can do when there is conflict within ourself, with someone who is beyond the veil, is to ask for help. It's literally to raise our hand and to go to someone else and say, I need help from you to process this or to pray about this. It's what we do in small group on Sundays and Tuesdays. We check in with each other and we pray for the things that we're working on. Forgiveness, trying to be more compassionate, or just naming our struggles. And just as an aside, I hope you'll look at the bulletin um, maybe after the service and see small groups are starting back up on the 19th of September on Tuesdays. And you are always welcome in between the 8 and the 10.30 to join the small group. What we loose on earth, we never do alone. We do it as a community, as one body. So if you're struggling with something today, know that you're not alone. The kingdom is very close. And if you're having trouble seeing with the eyes of your heart, lean on another who will help you, who will walk with you. That's what it means to be one body. And I hope as we enter homecoming next week, we'll reach out to those who have maybe fallen away from this place, invite them back, and let them know that we're here on the journey with them. It's good to be back, and it's good to be back to do the work of loosing the things we need to loose so we can receive the greatest gift of all, the love of God that never ends and is revealed in our healer, Jesus Christ. Amen.